Welcome to the Next Level Youth Podcast. Here you will find sermons and content from Next Level Youth. We meet every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. at the Palace of Praise Church. We hope this content challenges and encourages you in your walk of faith. Let's grow in Christ together. We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not us. We're afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. Skipping to verse 16. So we don't lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing, preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Has anybody in here ever seen a treasure hunt style of movie? Have you ever seen one? Probably everyone has seen one of these movies. I'll give you some examples. Treasure Island, old one. It's been made, remade 14,000 times. Pirates of the Caribbean. Anybody seen that? Oh, National Treasure. Nick Cage, not the new one. <laughs> the Goonies. Anybody seen The Goonies? Mm, the Hobbit. Oh, Lord of the Rings, my favorite treasure movie. It's kind of a different kind of treasure movie. Anyway, some of y'all are like, oh wow, yep, that's me. So here is like the general synopsis, the general summary of like a treasure movie, a treasure hunt movie, right? There's some type of knowledge, might be vague knowledge, but it's knowledge about a treasure. And a lot of times there's a treasure map. In a lot of movies, there's a treasure map. Are you tracking with me so far? Then there's the good guys. The good guys that know about the treasure. That's the protagonist. And then we have the bad people, the bad guys. And they're the antagonists, right? They both know about the treasure. So they start to search. The search ensues, right? And the search is hard. It's never easy. It's always chaotic. It's always hard to find. It's always a journey. It's always dangerous. That's pretty much the case. But then at some point... They find the treasure. Most treasure movies, they find the treasure. And then what happens? The good guys get to it first. And then here comes the bad guys. And then the bad guys pull a gun. They turn it sideways. And they say, give up the treasure or we're going to pop you. We're going to bust a cap in your face. And then the good guys are like, oh, whoa, whoa, hey, ho, hey, hold on. Hold on, you can have the treasure. And then the cops come. And then the bad guys go to prison and then the good guys get the treasure. The bad guys get killed or ate by sharks or by dingo babies. And then the good guys ride off in the sunset with the treasure. That is every single almost treasure hunt movie. Movie over. Insane. That is a treasure movie. <clears throat> You're welcome. I'm starting a YouTube channel. It's called Movie Reviews with Zach. You're welcome. I think I'm going to start on Twitch, actually. Anyway, um, 
if all of these movies are so similar, why do they keep making them? And why do we keep watching? I don't know who the fool is. I don't know if the people making them are the fools. Some of y'all about to go watch Fast 10. You're the fool. Gotcha. I had to do it. Gotcha. Yeah. The worst. They got you. But we keep watching. So who's the fool? Anyway. So why do we like them? We're getting somewhere. I would argue one reason is because I think... There's a lot of reasons, but one reason is because I think we can relate. I really do. I think we can relate. I think that man, when they start to form their own opinion, when they start to understand and try to grasp the world, and that's a lot of where a lot of you are at right now, they start to search for more. I think on the inside, I've talked about this before, I think the Bible alludes to it, I think it's pretty plain that on the inside of us when we're born, if we're without Christ, if we're dead on the inside, there's something missing And we're longing for something. And I think that a good treasure movie is us relating with the longing for something more. I really believe that. And what happens oftentimes is that people go too many times, too often, people search all their life and they just keep on searching and they keep trying to find what they're looking for and they can't quite put their finger on what they're looking for, but they know that there's something that they need, that there's something more. So they use time to try to find out what it is. They want to find something worth living for, and too many fail to find it, so the search continues until they die, until they waste away. Can I tell you some terrible news? Too many people will never find what they're looking for because they're looking in all the wrong places. What you're looking for, that, that emptiness that exists on the inside of everyone that's without Christ, you can't find it on a store shelf. You can't find it on Zillow or Realtor.com in the ritziest neighborhood. You can't find it on the top floor of any building You can't find it on the shelf of any store. You can't find it in someone else's pants. You can't find it on Pornhub. You can't find it on the field. You can't find it on the course. You can't find it on a trophy case or a trophy shelf. You can't find it on a mountain somewhere and you're secluded and you're gazing at the sun and you're on shrooms and marijuana. You can't find it there either. That's not where you find what you're looking for. I know that was an extreme case, but people do that kind of stuff. Most good treasure movies have a map. A lot of them do. And the treasure that everyone's looking for has a map. And the map is in hotel drawers. And it's collecting dust on bookshelves. It might even be an app in your phone. It might be an app in your app store that you haven't downloaded, but the treasure map is there. At least here in America, that's the way it is. And you may already know what I'm alluding to, but the treasure map of everything that you're looking for in this life, everything you long for, everything you're hoping for, the empty spot on the inside of you, the map to the treasure is right here. And it's God's Word. God's Word is the treasure map. God's Word is one story. 
66 books, one story, all centering around the person of Jesus Christ. The Old Testament points to Jesus. The four Gospels point to Jesus. Point forward. Old Testament points forward, excuse me. Four Gospels point to. The rest of the book points back to Jesus. The person of Jesus and what he did for us and what it means for mankind. This is the good news of the gospel that God did not leave mankind to his own devices, but instead he had a plan from the beginning when we messed up to send his son Jesus to take care of the sins of the world, to flip our world upside down so we might have relationship with God the Father once again. The good news is the treasure. The Word of God is the treasure map. This is what everyone is looking for. This isn't a treasure. This is the treasure of immeasurable value that lasts forever. And I want you to know tonight, if you know Jesus, you found the treasure. If you've made it your treasure, you need not search anymore. Why you keep on searching? What are you looking for? You've already found it. You need not search anymore. And it took us a minute to get here. But the big idea tonight is this. Life's too short to treasure what doesn't last forever. Life's too short to treasure what doesn't last forever. And we see this, and we're going to really focus on, honestly, 16 through 18. And the first point is this. It's simple. It's life is short. We've talked a little bit about that in week one, but life is short. Verse 16 of chapter 4 says, Our outer self is wasting away. Verse 17 says that this time we have on earth is momentary. Verse 18 says that the things that we see, that every single thing that you can see right now is transient. What does that mean? That it's quickly passing out of existence. That it only lasts for a short time. That it's impermanent. And you say, I don't understand. There are fossils that are billions possibly years old. What do you mean? What do you mean that that's transient? I mean that in the grand scheme of things, every single thing that you can lay your eyes on in this earth is impermanent. It's transient. And it's not worth living for. Do you understand me? In the grand scheme of things, in the scheme of forever... All these things we see are nothing. James chapter 4, verse 14 says this. You don't know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you're a mist, you're a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. This is your life. I hope you don't forget this. This is your life. This is what your life is like in the grand scheme of things. And then it's gone. This is your life, Bentley. Did it get you? It's window cleaner. You're a little dirty. I'm sorry. For real, I'll back up. And it's gone. This life is short. It's but a mist. It's but a vapor. I like what Louis Giglio says. Our life is like five seconds. But eternity is like five quadrillion, trillion, billion, million Thousands, I messed it up, seconds. Math is hard. Hooked on phonics did not work for me. I don't think that exists anymore. This is what Psalm 90, 
10 through 12 says, Moses, Moses wrote this psalm we find here, and this is what it says. The years of our life are 70 or even by reason of strength 80, yet their span is but toil and trouble. They're soon gone, and we're going to fly away. Who considers the power of your anger and your wrath according to the fear of you? Verse 12, that's our focus. So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. If you'll leave that verse up there. Teach me. Moses prayed, teach me to number my days. What does that mean? God, give, the, give me the ability to make the most of my days because they are so few. I don't have a lot of them. And then what else does it say? That we may get a heart of wisdom so that we might live for things that truly matter, so we might live for things that last, that we might not waste our life away. And this day is a treasure in and of itself. It's not the treasure. It's a treasure. It's a gift. And God gives to us, and we don't get many of them. What are we going to do with what he gives us or what he gives us? It's just a bit missed. It's just here and it's gone. Our lives are short. The things that matter the most are the things that last forever. If you'll put verse 18 of 2 Corinthians 4 back up for me. We look to the things that are not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Big point number two of the night is this. Our focus is... Here on earth should be only on the things on this earth. It's wordy, I apologize, that last forever. I'll say it again. Our focus here on earth should be on, excuse me, only on things on this earth that will last forever. So wordy, it messed me up, right? There are two things on this earth right now that will last forever, and neither one can you actually see. In a way, you can see one of them but in a whole other way you can't because you weren't there when it was written and you didn't see when it was written. But the thing that will last forever that's on this earth we have access to, one is God's Word. God's words will last forever. They will remain forever. And the second thing that's on this earth right now that will last forever are man's souls. There's a part of every single person on this earth that won't die. They might have a second death, but they won't die. There's a part of you that lasts forever, and you can't see it, but it's there. We focus not on the things that are seen, but on the things that are unseen. We have to look, if we're going to look to things that are not seen, things that are not transient, that are not impermanent, we look to God's Word. We let God's Word be our guide. We let God's word form our thoughts and opinions. Some of you in this place, you need to hear me. You would be in a lot better shape if you would let God's word form your thoughts and your opinions. Not your mom and dad's opinion. Not anyone else's opinion. You'd be a lot better off if you let God's word guide you. If you let it form your thoughts and opinions. You'd be a lot better off if you let God's word permeate every single part of your being. We look to God's word. We look at our own soul. Have you discovered, have you found, have you embraced, have you accepted the very thing that your soul longs for? 
Are you dead on the inside? If you say, I know Jesus, are you living a righteous life? Is your life centered around him? Are you healthy on the inside? The state of our soul, the part of us that lives forever, is what determines how we spend forever. We look to the souls of others because we don't just have a soul, and we're not just here to take care of our own soul, but we have a concern for everyone's soul. That's the call. That's part of the good news of the gospel is that we don't keep it to ourselves, but we spread it to other people because other people need to know. We need to tell them that we have found what everyone is looking for. And if you don't believe that, then you need to get a hold of it. You need to get in God's presence. You need to get in his word. You need to ask God to show you, if you don't believe this fact, that everyone on this earth, the very thing they need most is Jesus Christ. You don't get it. You haven't gotten a hold of it. You have not tasted and seen how good God is. We need to care about about the part of everyone that lasts forever. We need to care about the condition of people's souls. We need to worry about where they're going to spend forever. You need to ask God to let you see with his lenses, to put his glasses on and see someone, to see their soul, to see whether or not they're dead or alive, and to care about it, to care about where they'll spend forever. These are the things that we should focus on most, the things that last Forever, that should be our focus. That should be what we live for. And we should refuse to worship things that aren't worthy of our worship. Because we refuse, we refuse to let our lives be lives that are centered around things that don't last forever. I love my wife, and there's no one else I would rather spend this life with. But if we both have a great time and enjoy each other and go to hell anyway, then what good was it? Point number three, which we won't even talk about because we already hit on it. We refuse to let our aim be on the things that don't last forever. Now I'm going to give a disclaimer, which I feel the need to do a lot lately for some reason. I want you to understand, don't lose sight of the fact and don't think I'm saying that, or not, excuse me, don't think I'm saying that God didn't give us this life to enjoy. Like God gave us nature to enjoy it. It's okay to enjoy it. It's just not worthy of your worship. God made food taste good. He did that. A ribeye is from God. He did that. He did it. He doesn't even mind if you have nice things. There's nothing wrong with any of this. There's nothing wrong with nice cars or nice things, but they're not worthy of your worship and they're not worthy of your devotion. These things are transient. They're not worthy of it. Before we close this out, I want to cover one more aspect of this. Here's the thing. 
I think we run across a lot, I personally, anyway, I don't want to speak for you, me, and I've been in this place myself. At times it can be really hard to value Christ, to value the good news more than we value anything else. It can be at times really hard to let God be the center of your life for your life to revolve around Him and not yourself or something else. It can be hard. And I want to give you five reasons that if you're a Christian, you might not value this treasure the way you value other things. I'm going to give you five. Number one is this. Hopefully this opens your eyes a little bit. I think we have a hard time valuing this because we can't fully see it. I think it's really that simple. I think that it's really easy to see things and get obsessed with it, but sometimes because we can't see God, because we can't see heaven, because we can't see people's souls, it can be really difficult for that to be our focus and for that to be our aim because maybe to you, heaven seems far away. Death seems far away. You can't see it, but it's coming. You can't see heaven, but it's there. You can't see hell, but it's there. We can't fully see. 1 Corinthians 13, 12. For we now see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. God fully knows you, but we only see him in part. We see him and we see these eternal things in a mirror dimly. We can't fully wrap our head around it, but one day, all these things we talk about, this good news of the gospel of Jesus, the end of all things will come and we will see in full fruition the very things that men have been proclaiming for thousands of years. It's coming, but it's hard to see it. If you don't have heavenly glasses, it's hard to value what you can't fully see. It's like that girl. You don't really know if she's cute until you see her. From far off, that guy looks good. You get close, mm, nah, my eyes deceive me. Number two, some of y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. Number two, everything will preach. Number two. You don't know how good God is. And I've been talking about this a lot. I want you so bad to taste more and more and more of how good God is. Because when you taste, you know. And you understand. He's worth living for. Number three, you don't understand how long forever is. It's hard to wrap your mind around this. How long forever is. I just imagine this is a good picture of forever I've used before, I think. Imagine this. There's one bird. And this bird's job is to go across the earth. And he's going to pick up every single grain of sand on the earth. And he's going to put it in a pile on the equator in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. That's what he's going to do. And he does. when the job's done, eternity just began. And that's just a glimpse. Maybe that helps you. Maybe it doesn't. I'm sorry if you're like, that's cheese. I like cheese, so I don't mind. Number four, cheese is good. You don't understand how glorious and wonderful heaven is. Verse 17, this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. We have no idea what awaits us. 
Number five, you don't understand how horrible and horrendous that hell is. You can try to paint a picture of heaven, and it's much better than you can imagine. And you can do your best to watch every horror movie you can and paint a picture of hell, and you're not scratching the surface of how horrible that place is. So if that's you, if you're struggling, you say, I struggle to value the eternal. How do I do that? How do I get here? It's really simple. It's really simple. Bentley talked to you about this a few weeks ago. You read about it. Read about it. What else do you do? This is going to blow your mind. You pray for it. Oh, wow. You pray. You say, God, work on me. God, reveal to me what you care about the most. God, break my heart for what breaks your heart. I promise you, if you're in this place and your soul is dead and you don't know Jesus, God's heart breaks for you. In closing, I'm wrapping it up. But I'm not a rapper. In week one, I know I'm funny. You should live with me. My wife thinks I'm hilarious. In week one, we said this. When we are aware, I just end. When we're aware of the end, it fills the present with purpose. And I just, I've read this every week, I think. But I feel like I should read it again. This is the end. I just want you to remember. Verse 1 through 8. I'll read it again. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city. New Jerusalem. Coming down out of heaven from God. Prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold... The dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be as people and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I'm making all things new. Also he said, Write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of water, of, of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my people. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, for murderers, the sexual immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire, and sulfur, which is the second death. Let me ask you this. Who in here is looking forward to going to heaven? Are you looking forward to that? Cool. That's good. Have you ever heard someone say, I can't wait to meet Paul? Or I can't wait to meet Peter. I can't wait to meet... St you ever heard that before? Okay. I'm going to ask you this. This is what... And I heard this from someone else. I didn't come up with this, but it really... I thought it needed to be said. This is the, the question. Are you sure? 
Are you really sure that you want to meet these people? What are you going to say to them? Well, hold on. Are you going to tell them how much you like their book that they wrote? Are you going to tell them, oh man, you're an inspiration. Oh wow, that was awesome what you did. Are you going to tell them how thankful for you, you are for the kingdom? Are you going to do that? And if you do that, okay. What if they look at you and say, oh, okay. Well, what, With your days that God gave you, what did you do with those? What are you going to say? What are you going to say? What if they ask you about your life? What if they ask you what you did with the treasure? What are you going to say? There's no rewind. You don't get a second chance. You can't cross over the other side and have all these regrets. Say, I'm going to, I'll rewind. I'm going to go back and I'm going to seize the days that I wasted away. That doesn't, doesn't work. These men we read about in the scriptures, when we meet Paul, when we meet Peter, when we meet treasure, you, these are people that devoted their life to the treasure. Do you understand that? And what happened? They devoted their life to the treasure, and evil men tried to get them to give it up and to shut up about it, and they refused. So what happened to Peter? Peter wouldn't shut up, so they crucified him upside down. And he demanded to be crucified upside down because he wasn't worthy, he said, to be crucified like a Savior. What did they do to Paul? Well, they did a lot of things to Paul. But in his death, tradition holds that they beheaded Paul because Paul never would shut up. What did they do to Stephen? Stephen in Acts chapter 7 and 8, I believe, double check me on that, was preaching God's word, refused to shut up, and people got so angry with him that they threw rocks at him until he died. And what did Stephen do? What was Stephen's response? Stephen understood the treasure And he understood that those people that were throwing rocks at him had souls. And he so badly wanted them to believe what he believed. And he refused to be quiet about it. And what did he pray as he died? He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Because Stephen understood the treasure. Stephen had a hold of it. And he wanted everyone else to have a hold of it too. God, help us number our days. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Thank you for tuning in. God bless.